welcome to Reality TV Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and here we are with a new show. This week is going to be jam-packed, <laughs> but just right off the bat before we jump into a couple of segments here, just a quick quick announcement. Um, again, just in case you didn't listen to last week's episodes, um, we will be covering Bachelorette this week. Uh, what day that's coming out to be determined. <laughs> um, and we will also be covering Toe. Toe started yesterday, recording on a Tuesday. So, it looks really good, guys, and I think that episode's going to be a lot of fun once we can actually jump into that. Again, that to be determined, <laughs> but hopefully we'll have everything out to you by the end of the week. Um, so I just wanted to start off with that. Uh, be, uh, 90 Day Fiance UK is coming next week. Of course, we'll be covering that as well. Um, but that's where the bi-weeklies for Bachelorette start. You will not have a Bachelorette episode next week, but you will the following week. So I believe that's it for the announcements. We're going to have one that's kind of an announcement slash hot goss. Um, we'll get to that in a second. So we're going to jump into the hot goss. I have some hot goss this week. Um, not just for 90 Day Fiance, but there's also one for Bachelorette. It will be spoilers, and I will warn for spoilers at that point. So, first thing, hot goss number one. Finium. Finium and Ari, if you remember him, he's from Ethiopia, and he is currently in the States, as we would have saw on their last season of, I think they were on regular B9, like regular, not B90, um, regular 90 day. I can't remember, but he has been working really hard on his MMA career, but apparently he is going to be adding a Marvel superhero to his roster and not a movie. He's going to be like on a stage show, but it's still really exciting. He's going to be touring soon for that. Um, I don't believe they've started yet, but I believe he will still be working on his MMA fighting while he's doing this. So he's going to be really busy. Um, not much has been heard from Ari on this, except for I believe she sent out like a tweet or something with hearts. Um, she hasn't really said much, but Janice, her mom, is real happy for him. <laughs> I know they've become really good friends. So, but. Yeah, that's kind of it on Binium. Hot goss number two. Do we all remember Ella and Johnny? Well, guys, after I don't even know how many years, a long time, but after a 12-hour flight, Johnny has touched down and good old, I believe she's from Idaho. And they have finally met each other. She did post a, like a 
selfie of the two of them together, I guess, in her home. I will be posting this to the Facebook and Instagram accounts so you guys can see it if you haven't yet. But they look happy, I guess. (laughs) Spoiler alert, guys, I didn't like her. So, and I think Johnny should have stayed in China with his son. But anyway, so yeah, there's, um, there's that. Hawkoss number three slash announcement, which we've already talked about this. And I'm sure everyone is well aware 90 Day Last Resort is officially the name and it is coming out on August 14th, I believe. It's going to be on Monday nights after Toe. And as I've mentioned, we will cover this how I don't know, <laughs> but we're going to do it. Um, so that's coming. They haven't officially mentioned who the couples are on this. For those who kind of saw the circling months and months ago, when this first kind of came to our to our brains, <laughs> there was rumor that Colts and Vanessa were going to be on it. But for those who know, they are no longer a part of this franchise because he hurt himself very badly on a trampoline. And yeah, he is not going to be on it. Apparently he's recovering well. Apparently Vanessa has thrown some shade at this announcement of the show. Um, Basically, as we already know as well, that she has said, you know, you were only good until we, you know, can't film anymore. Then we don't hear from you guys anymore. No shit, Vanessa. Like, did you expect that they give a shit? And they don't. They just want their money. And I'm I'm sorry to hear he's been hurt, but I'm happy to not see him on my screen. So even though they have not officially, and again, we've talked about this, but we'll just go through it again very quickly. Even though they have not fully announced who's going to be on this, which I don't understand why. This is a month away. I don't know why they're not just saying who's on the show now. But the loose thing here is that Big Pred and Liz are going to be on it. Angela and Michael, aka her phone, is going to be on this. Kalani and Oswelu is going to be on this. Molly and Kelly and Yara and Jovi. Now, I don't think we've actually really talked about this, but I'm going to talk about it now. And I know this is kind of what a lot of the podcasts do. Again, I am an avid podcast listener, so I I fully get this. We will not, let me repeat, we will not be covering Big Pride. It is not happening on this podcast. I don't like him. I don't support anything that he's done to any women he's been involved with. I I can't, it, it's hard for me when it comes to Liz because I'm in this weird middle ground with her, but I don't want to talk about either of them at this point. When it comes to Angela and Michael, I will see, but I can tell you right now, if I have to see her yelling at her phone the entire time, it's also not going to happen, but I'll let you know. Again, if you want to hear coverage on Angela and Michael, if we don't cover them, I believe 
reality gaze cover them as well as Married to Reality. They also will cover Angela and Michael. I will see how things go. We'll start off with them, see how how I feel after the first episode, but I will gladly stop covering them halfway through. That's just, that's what's going to happen. Um, because I also can't support another, sorry to say, another older white woman verbally accosting another black man, and he just has to sit there and accept it. I, I can't do it. So that's where I'm at with that. But we'll keep you posted on on whether or not we will cover Angela and Michael. But again, Ed is a hard no. We will not be covering him. Okay. Hot goss number four. Now this is a spoiler. And I'm going to say skip ahead about two to three minutes. If you do not want to hear this, this is pertaining to Bachelorette. So again, spoiler, 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 starting now. So Reality Steve has posted some serious spoilers when it comes to Bachelorette. That being, we might know who she ends up picking at the end. But we for sure know who her top four is. So her top four is pretty much been confirmed as Dotton, Xavier, Aaron B, who is our coin flipper guy, and Joey, who is the guy she just had her longest kiss with. So this is confirmed as her top four men. Now this is I, I really do like this top four. I really do. I'm for it. Now, as to who she may have picked, there are some rumors, I'm not going to say yet, but there are some rumors that this person was seen taking photos at the same restaurant in New York, I believe, where she has also posted similar photos. One of them has deleted the photo since. I don't know which one it is now. I think it's her but nonetheless, it's seeming as if these two people, and I am referring to Dalton, they have left together. And again, I have to say, I really like it. I like it. Again, if you're listening at this point, I'm not going to say his name anymore, but I really do like this. I'm actually, when I first saw this person, I thought, I can see it. I can really see it. So I'm happy if this is how it goes. Now again, anything could happen. This cannot be the way it could end up being that it doesn't go this way. She picks somebody else from the top four, but I'd be happy with this. I'm upset that I know, <laughs> but I have to do the work. This is, this is it. But yeah, so that's it for that hot goss. I believe that's it as well for the hot goss session section of the podcast. Um, and also spoiler over. So now we're going to jump in to the 90 day memes heard around the world. We're also going to be doing this for toe as well. Um, so again, as I mentioned every week, I'm not going to be reading every single one that I have 
but all of them will be posted to Facebook and Instagram. So meme number one, didn't have Gino twerking on my 2023 bingo card. Definitely did not. I don't even know if you can classify that as twerking, but we'll get to that. Meme number two. Riley says he wanted to buy a gift for Violet's mother, but Violet never told him what her mother would like. So you can't figure something else out. You got the woman pearls and she didn't want those. Like, figure it out. Meme number three. Jasmine told Dane Dan that she would want him to meet Gino, but knows Gino would be jealous because Dane Dan is too good looking. <laughs> All right, the shade. Meme number four, I think I'm on. <laughs> Statler, who is our and new and last couple of the season that we're being introduced to, prefers to date women who are shorter than her so that she can be the big spoon. But at 5'1", I feel the struggle. That really narrows down the options. I am also the same height as her, and uh, I can't imagine finding... But again, you can still be... Sometimes I'm the big spoon for my over six foot tall boyfriend. So, so yeah. Okay. And that is the end of the memes for this week. Again, there are more and they're all going to be posted to the social media accounts. So now we are going to jump into the episode. So B90, episode six, Dangerous Liaisons. Now, guys, I don't know what took me so long. I mean, I did think it was like Overboard and Moonstruck. I'm like, these are movies. <laughs> but I'm a dum-dum. Um, so we're doing all rom-coms, 90 Day. Okay. And if you noticed with Toe, if you noticed the name of that title, which we'll get to when we cover that episode, are we doing sci-fi? <laughs> like, what's going on? Anyway. Um... So the first couple we're going to talk about, Jasmine and Gino. So we first see Jasmine and she tells Gino that she's going to be running some errands and he, she tells him to take care of Coco. So we find out at this point that Gino has literally only been there for a week. I'm not even sure how long he's going to be there for in total, but he's been there for a week. And we see her, she's going to a park. I don't know what errands the woman's making. Oh, wait, she lied to Gino. She's actually not making errands. She is actually going to call Dane Tan to talk to him about everything that's been going on. Sounds like a lovely idea, Jasmine. It's great. So he's on the call and he asks how Gino is doing. And she tells him that Gino does not want to have sex with me. And you see Dane Dan just make this look like, oh no, <laughs> like not good. We find out also from Jasmine and 
her in the moment that Ding Dan is on a family vacation for the duration of Gino's trip. What's this planned, Jasmine? <laughs> What's this planned? Where the hell is he? He needs to come back. I don't know if he's in Australia or something, but Australia is going to be there. He needs to come back <laughs> so we can have some drama. Um, so I found that very convenient. So then the producers ask her the question that we all want to know the answer to. That we're all thinking. That we all said in this moment. How would you feel, Jasmine, if he was doing the same thing that you're doing right now by talking to your ex? And she literally says, over my dead body. And I think to myself, Jasmine, so then why is it okay that you do it? Oh, wait, she has an answer for that. Because the producer says, well, that's kind of hypocritical. Though, yeah. And she says, well, I'm more mature than him. And I'm also more trustworthy than him. So that's why I can do it and he can't. And I actually thought in this moment, watching it back, watching the show back again, I'm like, was that laughing in the background? I swear the producers laughed at her because it's stupid and pathetic. That's not, that's not, okay. Do I think Jano's mature? No, he's not. Do I think he's trustworthy? No, he's proven that. However, right now you're also not trustworthy. The double standard that's going on right now is like, it's laughable in not a good way. But anyway, so she, we're back with the conversation with Dane Dan, and she brings up the fact that Gino brought up the prenup again to her. And she says that she feels betrayed by him. And Dane Dan pretty much says that I think that you should be with someone. Dane Dan says that I think that you should be with someone incredible. And I said, you? Maybe? Hmm? <laughs> but, I, okay, here's what I'll say. I don't dislike Dane Dan. It's not his fault. I think he's a, probably a great guy. And actually, I don't think he's doing anything wrong. He isn't doing anything wrong. Do I agree with him? Yes, everyone deserves someone incredible and deserves someone that's worthy of them. Do I think Gino is worthy of her? Based on the actions he had last year, or last season, I should say, no, he is not worthy of her at all. But do I think Jasmine is worthy of him? No, I don't. Here's why. It's not because, yes, she's a little crazy and all of that. I think her crazy is deep-rooted, and I think she needs to get help for that. I don't think she has any right to be in a relationship right now um, when she clearly needs some therapy. I'm just saying. You don't need someone to be incredible for you. And I think that's the problem for her is that she thinks she needs someone to make her feel incredible about her about herself or maybe she needs to 
compensate for something that she doesn't have in herself. I don't know, but you can't expect someone to fill in those um, the empty spots in in your life. They can compliment, but that's and I uh, I don't know. I see a lot of trauma that I didn't see previously for her. And I think she really does need to deal with her traumas. But anyway, so they are going to say goodbye now. Oh, but before they do, she has to tell him that she loves him. She tells him she loves him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, wait, what? You you just said you love Dane Dan. And not only that, like throughout pretty much the entire conversation with Dane Dan, she kept calling him baby. Listen, ain't no man. I'm not calling any man baby except for my man. <laughs> it's reserved for him. Um, so it was just, I thought it's so, cause again, if Gino did any of the things that she's doing currently, she would lose her shit. And he says that later on, like she'd lose her shit. So why is it okay for you to do it? Oh, because you're more mature than him than for Gino. It's ridiculous. But anyway, she does say kind of in her in the moment that, Everything kind of Dane Dan is doing in terms of comforting her, making her feel better. She says, like, Gino should be doing that. And I 100% agree. She be, she be He should be doing that. But going out there and seeking emotional support from another man, which clearly that's what you're trying to do here, isn't, isn't great either. You know? But anyway. He does tell her, Dane Dan, before they end the convo that... Um, maybe try therapy to work things out. Maybe, you know, that way you can get what you need out and he can get what he needs out. You can get all of that out. And I said, what a novel idea. Why wouldn't any of them think about that themselves? Anyway, but yes, that, I think that's also a really good idea. So this is a story we will see later on because they will be going to therapy once, only one time. That's what happens. <laughs> one time therapy session. So, next scene, we see Jasmine putting suntan lotion on Gino, and uh, she he lies down and she puts it on like further up his calf, not calf, the thigh, sorry, of his thigh, and I'm like Jesus God, and she says, "Oh, your shorts are so short." that I can see the tip of, I think she said his dick. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Lord, I can't (laughs) with this conversation at the moment. But everything leads to sex. But the problem is, is like, I feel like any woman who isn't being sexually satisfied by her partner would do similar things until they just completely shut down altogether, right? I, I... yeah, everything goes back to sex for her. But 
Anyway, they're going to go work out together outside, and she's really happy about it, that he's going to do something that she's passionate about. And she, as they leave the apartment, she tells Coco to take care of the apartment for Coco. (laughs) So we see them running and they stop and she says, okay, let's do some stretches. So she does like the, the, um, the hip circular movements, like the isolating of the hip. And he can't even do that. He can't even do that. Cause he's gonna look at my legs and see like what I'm doing. He can't even do that. This man has no movement of his hip area, none. Well, then, then she has him twerk. Now, I have nothing against the twerking. Twerking is a great form of exercise. Honestly, your whole lower half of your body will be screaming if you do enough twerking. I get it. And she looks great during her twerking. Him on the other hand looks like he's about to break his back. (laughs) And again, not a good way. He's about to break his back. And I'm just like, that's not twerking. His form is very poor. There's more to come. Then she says, let's do some squats. And I thought, okay, squats are fine. Squats are great, great form, you know? Okay, so his form is so bad when he does the squat that I'm like, Jasmine, fix his form. You're not supposed to stick your butt out like that. You got to basically keep your back straight as much as possible. And you go down, you go up, go down, whatever. And I'm like... His form is so horrible. Like he could he could hurt himself, honestly. You have to make sure of all things, make sure your form is good because that's all safety reasons. She goes behind him instead <laughs> and does the turk the turk the squats down with him, but his butt is still sticking out. And I'm like, are you and he says, like, I feel like this is more like dirty dancing than exercise. And even though, like, he has no problem with what she's doing, and I was shocked when he said this, because I'm like, oh, you do like it. Okay, cool. Um, He says that this is something he wouldn't do in public. And I said, well, whatever. And people are watching. You can kind of see people in the distance kind of watching. But I'm just like, are you helping him squat or are you about to peck him? And if you don't know what that is, Google it, but not at work. Don't do it at work. <laughs> do it on your phone. But I'm just like, what's happening here? It's very uncomfortable. But anyway, she then says to him after squats are done. This will really help you during sex because you're very robotic. And then she goes on to demonstrate what he 
does when he is having sex with her. And I thought, what more do you want? (laughs) No, I didn't think that. What I'm thinking is, okay, there's a time and place to tell him that he's maybe not satisfying you sexually in a park on TV, isn't it? But he takes offense to this and he says, what do you mean? I'm a wild beast. And I said, Gino, you, a wild beast with your hats? You can't be a wild beast because your hat would probably fall off. We can't risk that. Anyway. So they talk about their issues with sex. And she says, like, you've only, we've only had sex once since you've been here and it's been a week. That's nuts to me. I, I can't imagine that. I mean, I, I can't imagine that. Uh, and she says to him, what are your fantasies? And that she wants to help him, you know, achieve a fantasy he might have. And all this man can go to is just stop the arguing. And I said, you know, that's not what she meant. She didn't mean, like, what do I need to not do in order? Like, what do you want to do? Like, a sexual thing that you've never done. And that's what he says. And I'm like, so boring. She she says, like, okay, so how long do we have to be argument-free, basically? And he says, I don't know. It just has to feel right. Cool. (laughs) But she says, okay, I will do my best to not have as many arguments, but you need to have more sex with me. And then I said, great. So we're freaking (laughs) making deals with each other about how you can have more sex in a relationship when you guys don't even spend that much time with each other as it is in person. I have known my boyfriend for six years and we don't have to do any of that. That's all I'm going to say. And I just, I don't, like I've said before in previous episodes, there's something else going on here. And it has nothing to do with the amounts of arguing that um, arguments that they have with each other. There's something else going on that he isn't telling her. So then we're back with them, and we see that Jasmine is basically teaching Gino how to salsa, and he can't do that. <laughs> and salsa isn't like hard, like basic salsa isn't hard, and he can't do that. But okay they're going to go meet her friends. And this is the first time that he is meeting any of her friends. So we're seeing Jira. I think it's Jira. She speaks English, so we're good. Um, There's another one whose name I cannot remember right now, but she does have something to say later on. That's kind of funny. So 
before they get into any kind of conversation, they go and they dance. And the friend who doesn't speak English basically says, you know, he's not my type of guy, but he's not bad looking. He looks even better from behind. Ew. Ew. No. With you didn't see the cap. He's wearing the good hat right now. <laughs> but so Jira, who was saying her name right, she says to Jasmine, Have you guys tried the butt plug yet? Dana doesn't know about the butt plugs yet. <laughs> so he's like, What? And Jasmine's like, I didn't even tell him yet. <laughs> and then they ask him, Gino, have you ever done anal sex with someone before? Like Jasmine is asking him this. She's like, obviously with me, you haven't, but like, have you with somebody else? And he says, oh, no. And I said, you're lying, Gino. You have. You hesitated, which gave you the opportunity to think about it and say, do I say what I'm going to say or do I leave it alone? And he thought, you know what? I'm going to leave it alone and lie and say, no, I haven't. And again, why lie about those things? You should be able to be open with, in terms of communication about your past, if you're comfortable enough to do that. And I don't judge if you're not, but maybe you guys could have fun with that, you know, talking about your past or whatever, and you can, you know, explore certain things. Oh, you did this with one. I wouldn't mind trying that. You know, something like that. Like, I think he's lying to her. In my gut, I think he's lying. But anyway, he can, I guess it's his business at the end of the day. So then he says, okay, let's change the subject. And he says, how did you meet Jasmine? And Jasmine says that they met each other because both of their boyfriends or relations, previous relationships, cheated on them. I said, oh, so you're trauma bonded. <laughs> but it's fine. They seem to be good friends. And the friend says to him, you know, you guys haven't seen each other in 18 months. Have you not, like, thought about having sex with somebody else? Like, have you cheated on Jasmine? He says, no. I haven't cheated on Jasmine, and I hope that she hasn't either. And Jasmine says to the other friend who is, doesn't speak English, and says, I wouldn't cheat on him, right? The friend says, nothing, nothing. And she says, right? And the girl says, right. And just throws her hands up and like, right. <laughs> the look Jasmine gives this woman is like, if you say anything besides what I want you to say, I will hurt you. <laughs> Jasmine is the friend you can't cross and you have to be so careful with. But so then we find out from Gino that Jasmine told him because he said she was acting very weird and she fessed up and said that she called Dane Dan. And 
he says that like if he's just a friend why wouldn't you have just told me why not be honest why are you lying about it and this is where he says if i did the same thing his words she would blow a nut and i said wrong word to use yeah he he says like i just don't understand why she would lie so jasmine says we're here to dance so let's dance so they the two of them go off and dance jasmine and the one friend who doesn't speak english while gino and jira go off and talk and he he says what do you know about dane dan and jira says well i know they were together in like 2018 2019 and um they're you know they're not together it didn't work out, but they are really good friends. And Gino says, oh, so that was right before me. So he's on, he's getting on to it. He's like, okay, this was right before me. That's interesting. And I don't even know if he knew about Dane, Dan at all. Like, I don't know if he knows of, of his existence even before this in terms of they were a couple. I'm not sure. But the friend says to Gino, you know, don't worry about it. There's nothing to worry about. And he says, she's clearly hiding something. And this will come out eventually. But, yeah. I didn't think it would be this quick that he would find out about Dane Dan, but obviously we all know he was going to find out about Dane Dan. Um, but yeah, that's it with Gino and Jasmine. So now we are with Riley and Violet. Okay, buckle up, guys. So um, Riley is going to be meeting her family, he tells us. And before this, before he meets the family, he's meeting her somewhere prior to this. He doesn't know what's going on yet. He doesn't know any of those things. But he meets up with her and she tells him that he's going to get uh, traditional Vietnamese clothing because some of the places that she wants to take him you need to have this traditional clothing and i do have the name of it somewhere in my notes so we'll bring it up in a minute <laughs> um so you do need to have this traditional clothing so this is what she's going to go get for him I believe the clothing is called i dare i dare butchering this but anyway um the fabric he ends up picking it's gorgeous so the woman who's taking his measurements asks if this is violet's husband and again she's speaking in vietnamese so he doesn't know what she's saying so she says no he's just a friend we're getting to know each other and then violet notices the measurement of Riley's like 
not even the torso, but like the belly area. And she says, it's so big. And then he goes to scratch his face with his middle finger. So (laughs) it's a funny little banter between the two of them. Um, Then Violet asks the lady if the friend, if she thinks that if Riley is, is lovely, she says, yes, but a little old. He's only what five years older than her. <laughs> Calm down. But of course, maybe she doesn't know this, but anyway. And then the woman says, or I think Miley, maybe I think it might have been Violet who says, old and ugly. And for some reason, I guess he caught that and he says, ugly. And let me just say it down here and just, you know, he's kind of defeated. He keeps saying, it's like, did you actually say that? And she says, yes. And he's like, no, you really said that? And she said, yes. And he took offense to that. And she says, and this again is something that Riley has told us, okay, that she was just joking. And she says that maybe Americans shouldn't be this sensitive. And she says that Vietnamese, I don't just say Vietnamese women or as Vietnamese people in general, they joke. But it doesn't mean like they actually mean it. And remember, this is what Riley told us in the very beginning as well. That Vietnamese, he was told by her that Vietnamese women say the opposite of what they actually mean. So why are you getting so mad now? <laughs> it's, but anyway. Um, so they leave, um, the, the traditional clothing won't be ready for me another two or three days. So they leave and she gets a text from who she says is a friend. But again, this is the text that apparently had a half naked man in a picture. And he says, who is that? And she says, he is just a friend. And I don't have to tell you anything. And she kind of proceeds to walk away from him. And he says, excuse me, I'm over here. No. So I'm going to dissect this right now. Just this, this little section. If she wants to walk away to get away from you, because she probably can already sense it's going to be an argument. I'll get, I'll get to her in a minute. Boom. <laughs> she can already sense it's going to be an argument right now. She has every right to walk away from the situation if she wants to. She's allowed to do so. You guys technically, I guess, are not in a relationship. Like, I don't know if they really are in a relationship, if they're seeing what's going on here. Like, they haven't very clearly put titles, I guess, given titles to us. So I don't know exactly what they are to each other. But if if they really truly aren't together right now, she can walk away if she wants to. And come back to this later if need be. She's 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 allowed to do so. And you telling her I'm over here, that's good for you. I would literally respond with, "That's nice. You can stay over there while I go over here." <laughs> I I didn't like that. 
But again, I will get to her in a minute once we finish up with this scene. He says, like, the guy doesn't have a shirt on. And she says, this is my private life. She says, I never ask you to see who you're talking to. And keep talking, you text to a girl or whatever. And he says, I'm not texting with anybody. That's besides the point, though, Riley. Moving on. He then calls her a liar and that she always lies. And he says, good luck. And then guess what he does? He walks away. I would have responded with, excuse me, I'm over here. Mm-hmm. Like, are you? So let me dissect this section because there's so much with this, you know, that I don't want to get lost. But it triggers me when I see people who want to see other people's phones. I think I mentioned this with David and Sheila as well. Um, It's a trigger. Not because this is something I've experienced firsthand, but... I have known people who have dealt with this in my life who don't get that respect of their privacy. It's not to say that I haven't had access to an ex-partner. Like This happened with an ex-partner where I didn't have access to his phone. Not so that I could go through it because I needed to use a phone and my phone might have been dead or whatever the case may be. That's one thing. And he, same with me. And there's openness as well in my current relationship with that. But I never asked to see his phone. He never asked to see mine. It's just this level of respect. Yes, we are a couple, but we have our privacy. At the end of the day, we are still two different people. And that's something that would be carried through our relationship to even marriage when it gets to that point. That's just how it is. And I think that's how it should be. So when I see people who say that I need to see your phone, no. And not only that, these are grown adults. He's near 50. She's 43. And no, there's no. And later on, we'll see what she says a little more about this that I still had issue with, but I guess I can kind of understand from her perspective a little more, but I'm just like, you don't have the right to see it anything that she's saying. If she is talking to another man, that's her business. She's allowed to. Do you want to know why? Because she's not with you. From what I understand, I guess you guys aren't officially together. She can do whatever the hell she wants. Just like you can do whatever the hell you want. The problem is, is that you don't have trust with her because of something that's happened in your past. And that's not fair to her. Now, however, do I think she's innocent? No. I think the story she gives later on doesn't make any sense. I think this probably is a person she's talking to. And she was caught in the moment. I do think that as well. But at the same time, she owes him nothing. And he owes her nothing. Like It's just how it is. But anyway... He, we go back to them in another, um, the next scene, and he says, I want to leave. And she walks towards him and says, like, why are you jealous? And then she tells us that 
this friend is a teacher at her school and she introduced him to one of her friends and now those two people are a couple so but then why like I don't know the picture he saw was it like a picture that she programmed into her phone is it a picture he sent her of his shirt off like there are many layers here and that's what we don't know so I'm just like but then why is his shirt off in the picture if that is the case this is very confusing so he says that he wanted to see he says can I see this And she flat out tells him no, that it's my life and that, you know, you just don't have the right to see what you want to see. And although I think her motivation for saying that isn't pure, I 100% agree with her. You don't need to see anything. She tells him that we are not married. So I have my right to my privacy. You have the right to your privacy. And that should be respected. And I said, amen. I 100% agree. Now, do I think that because you get married, you should lose your privacy? No, I don't think so. But she says in terms of Vietnamese culture that once we are married, then I lose privacy and so do you. That is a two-way street. So she says that I've never lied. And he goes well over the belt and says, You've never lied about your husband? And I said, Riley, that's a low fucking blow because you don't know the issues that may have arose. You don't know if they were separated. They probably were separated, but not actually divorced yet. So if you want to mince words here, that's fine. But again, as a person who's been through this process of divorce, just because I'm not legally divorced does not, not mean that my relationship isn't over. My relationship was over and I moved on. So for him to say that, it was just such a low blow on his part. Then he brings something up about the embassy and it's very confusing for me. But she replies to him with, like she didn't lie about this and then how you know she was supposed to get like an interview for the visa once she said she got this visa it was very confusing I didn't understand it but he seems to relent a little bit and because she says to him if you think that I'm lying why did you come here and I said amen amen ask him the hard questions and he says, I came because I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt and I want to see if this would work out. Not a good enough reason. Because then you can't then punish her for your decisions to come here. Because he said, like, I came a long way. No one cares. You chose to do that. She didn't make you do that. He says, like, you know, like again, to reiterate on that, he says, I came a long way to see this would work, you're not making that easy because of all of your secrets. And I said, you're not making it easier either because you have trust issues. It goes both ways here. They're both ridiculous, honestly. So she says, we're going to go see my family now. 
don't have this behavior when you see them because now they can't cancel. She says her mom would have issue with that if they did. So off to the family's house they go. They're there at the family's house and he meets her daughters, her mother, and her younger brother who looks very young in comparison to her. You can tell that her daughters look very shocked to see him in their home. He tells us that he feels a crazy amount of joy seeing her family. And he has gifts. He has two gifts each for each daughter. He gives both daughters a purse, a different type of purse. And he gives one daughter lipstick and the other daughter a pair of shoes. But nothing... He's gave nothing to her mother. And of course, that was the thing that I read earlier about the, he wanted to bring a gift, but Violet never told him what her mom would like. And I said, figure it out, do anything, something. Like I was watching this with my mom the first time around and she said, flowers could have been nice, something, just a gesture of something. Um, so it's very awkward in this moment. And they're going to eat. And it looks like he decides not to eat anything. And I said, sir, eat the food. Don't do what that one guy did when he didn't eat the pig. What was his name? can't remember his name right now. Filipino Cupid, that guy. So <laughs> he... They said, don't do that. You need to eat the food. But it really looks like he doesn't eat the food because he says he's nervous. Eat the food. It's so stupid. Um. Anyway, so they talk. The mom brings up his temper and whether or not that's something that would calm down when she, once they are like, are, I guess, officially together or if she moves there. And he basically says... I don't like to be lied to, and that's why he gets a temper. And I said, that was not the right answer. That wasn't the right answer. You can be upset about being lied to, but if you have a really bad temper, that's a whole other situation. So then Violet, in this moment, brings up what happened with the text messages. Thought we weren't talking about this. (laughs) The mother says that we are faithful women in Vietnam. We're not, we're not assholes, basically. And the daughter has so much wisdom that she says, if you are going to be together, you have to trust one another. And I said, when someone 20 plus years your junior has more sense than you do, that says something because she's right. You do need to trust each other and they don't trust each other. And I don't know why they're even bothering personally. He is so desperate for, for love. I don't think she's desperate at all. Honestly, I think she's desperate for something different, but I don't think she's really desperate for love. He is though. And it's actually, it's sad on many many lengths but it is what it is I guess (laughs) anyway 
that is the end of Riley and Violet. We are going to take a break here. And when we come back, we are going to be talking about, we're going to talk about our new arrival, Statler. So we'll be jumping in with, with her once we come back from the break. Okay, so we're back and we are going to jump right in with Stadler, who is 33 and she lives in Irving, Texas. And she does a little, as we've kind of already seen a lot, does that little like arm flexing thing. And she's like, that was weird. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, just off the bat, just feelings about her. I'm still trying to figure her out. I think deep down she's a nice person. She's a good person. But I think she's also a little misguided. So she tells us as she is pulling apart a log that she relates to bugs because no one notices them. They're weird. And no one likes them, I think is the last part she said. And she says it's a lot like her. First of all, Stahler, I don't know about anyone else, but I definitely notice bugs. And you're right, I don't like them. <laughs> um, so she tells us that she got into bugs at around five or six years old. And that they became her little friends. That's great. She gets really excited when she sees ants underneath this log that she's pulling apart. No, thank you. No, thank you for the whole thing. <laughs> um, so she tells us that she has ADHD and that she works in, I believe she says she works in like kind of like the finance industry. And since COVID and the lockdowns and having to work from home now, she says that she has a really hard time focusing on work and that she, you know, sometimes has to take breaks every 15 minutes and she'll play with this toy car that she has, or she'll do something else around the house. And She's has a hard time really focusing. She she says that you know some people say that they are ADHD. She's like, no, I'm really ADHD. Which I mean, again, if you don't have ADHD or you don't have OCD or anything like that, if you don't really have those things, it's kind of insensitive to say, oh, I'm this when you're not. Anyway, <laughs> so she tells us that she was adopted and she, when it comes to her adopted family, she felt like she never measured up with them. She said her brothers were always really good in school and 
they were in the sports and they were just the complete opposite of her. And she said on top of it, coming out was another disappointment. Now, I don't know if it, it actually was a disappointment to her family or if she feels like it's a disappointment to her family. I'd really like to hope that it's not the first option. And even if it's the second option, that's not uh, that's not good to think that way about yourself. Like, you can't change that. But anyway, she says that she has had lots of women, sometimes multiple in a night. And I said, you go, girl. <laughs> you go get yours. And she tells us that she loves the ladies and the ladies love her. So she tells us that, you know, when she does like a first date, she will do like a scavenger hunt to let, you know, someone's going to get a prize at the end of the date kind of thing. And then producer asks her how long, like how many dates would it take for you to get someone into bed? And she says, the first night. <laughs> what are you talking about? She thinks that she has had the most experience. And she goes on to tell us that she has had sex in a church while the church was going on. She's had sex in an elevator with people, I guess, coming in and out of the elevator. I don't even understand how that, how do you, you know what? <laughs> okay. Um, she says she's, she's freak. And I say, we'll let your freak flake fly. It's fine. She tells us that she went on a dating app as they all do. And she set this dating app to England. And that's how she met Dempsey, who is 28 years old and lives in, I think it's Darlington, England. Am I wrote that wrong? Um, and she says that it's like Dempsey walked out of a wet dream. Okay. She, so she's kind of having a conversation with producers, but the only thing I could focus on was this meal she was eating. I'm sorry if anyone has eaten this and actually enjoys it, but it looked disgusting to me to the point where I couldn't focus on anything else but the meal she was eating. It was very distracting. Anyway, <laughs> um, so she tells us that she's going to be going to England for a couple of weeks, and as I've mentioned in the past, if all goes well, she will just move to England and eat fish and chips for the rest of their lives. And producers ask, well, does Dempsey know? And she says, no. So we're off to a really great start. Great start. Next scene with her. After leaving, I guess, her home, or I don't know, her friend's home, but says that she's about to urinate in her car, and if that's okay. And I said, ma'am, if you did, find out what happens. <laughs> and... So her friend's name is Sai, I believe. 
they're going to a chocolate sex place. This is how it's described. And in this moment, Statler tells us that Dempsey is currently in Thailand on a vacation with her father and has been there for a month. So they will both be arriving in England at the exact same time. And actually in this moment, until I saw her video calling Dempsey, I thought, oh my God, is this like another catfish situation? Because is she real? She's real. It's fine. But I thought it was very, very weird. Um, And then, and then Statler says, you know, I've never done sex in an airport before. I'm going to get to this in a second. Um, My thoughts on some of this in a minute. I'm going to finish going through this. So we find out through her friend asking this question, they don't sext at all. And I thought that, I don't want to say, I won't say odd, I'll say interesting, but I mean, I think they've been talking for some time. I think maybe it's been eight months and you've never sexed even once. Okay. So, Stiller is concerned that there won't be good sexual chemistry and you know, that's important to her, obviously. She's made it pretty clear that's very important to her. And I guess definitely understand that. Like, if you're not sexually compatible, there's no point of being in this relationship. So we'll have to see what happens with that. So they get these shots. I can't remember what the shots were called. But... <laughs> The waitress, question mark, is giving these instructions of like, just the tip, get your tongue in the hole, suck it out. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> um, but hey, um, so she tells Sai again that if all goes well on these two weeks that she meets Dempsey, that she'll come back to the States for two weeks, pack up her stuff, sell what needs to be sold, and go back and live in England. And her friend says, I don't want you hurt again. And kind of was the gist that she was going for. And we find out from Statler that this is not the first time she's done this. We find out that she dated another girl also in England about a year and a half ago. She says that the ex wanted her to move there. So how was going well? So she came back to the States and was going to pack up her stuff and go and go. And then the ex-girlfriend ended up dumping her. So she's doing the same thing again, literally like the next relationship. So we also find out because the friend says like, you know, is the ex going to be 
me all around. Do you want to talk to her a lot or whatever? And she says, no, but the ex did ask her if she could meet her at the airport. That's really interesting. Like you're actually still in somewhat communication with her. It's interesting. But anyway, she says that, she said maybe this time around, she would find success in this relationship. We'll see. We'll see. So in the next scene, we see Statler packing to go to England, which she's leaving the next day. She says that she pretty much, I guess, hates flying because she says, fuck flying. <laughs> I mean, who really likes to fly anyway? Um, so she says that her ADHD goes crazy in these moments when she's packing because she's all over the place. So the next day, she tells us that her and Epsi have barely talked since she's been in Thailand. So she's a little nervous. She says that her head and her stomach are connected. So <laughs> she says that it would just be like a little lightning coming out of her butt. Hold that thought. <laughs> If you saw the coming up on, I think that's exactly what happens. Um, it's a little foreshadowing. She didn't even know it. She then gets a text from Dempsey saying that she doesn't know she's going to be in England by the time she gets there. She, I think she said she was like a few hours away from the, the nearest airport there where she had to go to. And that that flight was still going to be like an hour and a half or so to England. So she wasn't sure she was going to make it in time. And Styler says, oh, that really sucks. And uh, yeah, so we'll have to see what happens with their situation. But of course, we'll, we'll talk at the end about the coming up on it. doesn't look good for different reasons. <laughs> But that's the end of, well, really, Statler. We didn't get a lot of Dempsey, but it's the end of Statler. So now we're with David and Sheila. <laughs> so the next morning, we see her waking him up. And it appeared initially that they, well, they had sex. They did have sex. But maybe not intercourse. We'll get to it. So he he tells us that it was awkward at first, but they were in sync pretty quickly afterwards. He then tells us that it was a little difficult to have intercourse. And he describes the situation as his banana got very hard. Okay. This is what he's telling us. And he was trying to get the banana 
through her donut, but his banana, it was hard to fit in. And I said, as small as that donut hole, <laughs> like, my goodness. But that's what happened. He asked her if she felt good last night, and she did not feel comfortable because it hurt. And she said it's been a long time since she's had sex, and that's probably why it's painful. That's probably part of it. And he said, well, lucky for you, I'm good with my hands. Yeah. (laughs) And she tells us that she gave him a BJ and he returned the favor. And I said, that's a real man. A real man returns the favor. (laughs) But so she asked him, like, you know, how long has it been for you? We know it's been, I think he said four years in the show, but he's kind of said this before. And she said, like, what would you do? And he's like, I masturbated. <laughs> even if even if a man's having sex regularly, they still will. Anyway. Um so they're going to spend the day to, together. And then tomorrow they're gonna go back to her family's home. So he tells us that he has a gift for her and it's something to help her learn how to sign. She's very excited about this, which I think is great. And yeah. So at this point, he offers her his phone to go through. So they literally swap phones and they're going through each other's phones. So as she's going through his text messages, she sees a picture of a woman and she says, who's this? And he says that it's a friend from school and that's it, I guess. (laughs) And he says that the reason he has the picture is because I guess his friend was into this girl. I'm not sure. It's a little confusing. But again, I still trust David. I don't want to regret it. (laughs) But I still trust him. So in the next scene, we see them exploring a marketplace. And he said the marketplace is very different than in the States. This marketplace doesn't, I guess, look as clean. Well, marketplaces do look differently everywhere else, but it sounds clean. It smells weird, I guess he says, and he's just not used to it. And she hands him something to eat. And I didn't catch what it was, although I feel like in the moment I did hear it. And I feel like I've had it before myself. But anyways, I can't remember. And he says he liked it. Okay. He says that when he goes to the grocery store, he gets hungry, but he said, nah, I'm not hungry here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 
So then we see them at Santo Nino Church, which looks really interesting. Well, I'd like to see them go in. <laughs> but he he tells her that he wants to talk with her more. He wants to get to know her more. And he asks when her last relationship was. She doesn't really say when it was, but she does say they were together. He cheated. It was done. Which I feel like she was describing her ex-husband, whether she was married, her child's father. So I'm not if that is the case, it was a, I think it was a while ago. And she asks about his ex. And, you know, he says how long ago that was. And she then asks him, did she sign? So in this moment, you realize Sheila doesn't know his ex-girlfriend was deaf. And he is concerned of telling her that because he doesn't want her to feel jealous because they were able to communicate. And I say in this moment, but that relationship is done. You're better off being honest with Sheila. Maybe it might upset her, but you're better off just being honest with her in the moment than lying to her. She finds out later because she will find out later. And having to explain why you lied about that. It's, it doesn't bode well. And I don't know why no one thinks that far ahead, but who am I? And then he just says, he doesn't want to talk about past relationships anymore. And he ends the relationship at that, uh, ends the conversation. Okay. So that's the end of David and Sheila. It was very short again this episode. I feel like next episode is going to be really, well, actually, I only think they're on next episode. But anyway, whenever they're back, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens when he goes to her home. But that is the end of David and Sheila. So the last couple that we're going to talk about from this episode, Christian and Cleo. So we see Christian on the airplane and he tells us that he's watching a Bond movie since he's going to England. And I say, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) You couldn't pick a different movie? Did it have to be Bond? Just because you're going to England, you had to play. See, that's like, well, see, this is a bad example, but it's like me watching Harry Potter on the way to England, but I'm a Potterhead, so that should be expected, honestly. <laughs> Maybe he's a Bond fan and it's just fitting. I don't know. But anyway, he tells us in another video, which I think was a few hours after that, that he wanted another drink, but he got cut off. How many drinks did you have to have on an airplane to be cut off? Wow, sir. Another few hours later, he says that he is on his third nosebleed. Wow. Meanwhile, Cleo is feeding the cats, and then she says, 
I'm going to leave now to go pick up daddy. This comes back. <laughs> I thought it was very logical him daddy to cats and he's never met the cats and he's not a cat person apparently, but it's okay. She says before she leaves that she looks great, feels great, and she's serving fish. So she tells us, well, producers ask this question and she tells us that fish basically means that you are serving cisgender woman energy. And I don't know if I like the term. I don't care about the definition of it. That's fine. But why fish? <laughs> you know, it's something else. Oh, wait, I, as I'm doing this, I've actually heard this term before and it's, I don't know. But anyway, I feel like we could try something else besides fish. But anyway, um, so she tells us on the way to the airport that she gets overstimulated when at the airport. So with her, she's brought a fidget spinner that she can play with, which is very true amongst the autism community. The fidget spinners are really great for that. My family member who I mentioned in previously who is autistic, they also got fidget spinners. We all actually got fidget spinners, but it was bought with this person in mind. This was something that they could have used while in school because they would get fidgety in school and they would use the fidget spinner um, to kind of help with with that. Um, so she said that she also brought her noise-canceling headphones and she also brought her lanyard just in case she has an episode while waiting for him. So she she worries that he won't see her as feminine. And I I feel bad that she has to worry so hard about that. And it doesn't help that he just clouded even more of her feelings, I guess, and made that worse by him saying, like, we're not going to have PDA at the airport or whatever. So, you guys, it's raining. <laughs> it's England and it's raining. And we see him in the bathroom pulling a Darcy. And if you've watched previous seasons of this particular adaption of the show, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So we see he's coming and and she sees him and he sees her and they hug and then he also kisses her. So why did you tell her you weren't going to kiss her if you're just going to kiss her anyway? So dumb. But she says that she feels out of his league. And he says, thank you. Wrong answer. You're supposed to say, well, damn, I'm out of your league too. (laughs) He says, thank you. And then it gets awkward. So this was that awkward scene we were all seeing whether or not is he or isn't he? Well, we know we did. 
the awkwardness was because he said that. But anyway, he tells us in, in, in the moment that the kiss felt really good and that she has nice lips. So that's, that's great. So he's like, I'm really tired. Can we get out of here? So they leave. And then on the next scene, he <laughs> says while in the cab ride back to the Airbnb that he's really happy that America declared independence from this place. And I said, well, not appropriate. And I don't even think she's from England. She's actually from Italy, I believe. So who cares? <laughs> she doesn't care. So, yeah, so he says that the reason he's happy that they declared independence was so that they didn't have to drive on the wrong side of the street. He then says to her that, I like your nose. <laughs> so weird. Um, But they both really catch on that each of them are feeling very awkward and weird in this moment. So the cats are living their best life while she's going to go pick him up. He then says, don't call me daddy to the cats because I don't know these cats and I'm not a cat person. She says, okay, well, what do you want me to call you then? Uncle Christian. <laughs> okay. So that just kind of goes to show like, this is just very weird. So he says like, I am really tired I'm going to go to bed. Can you give me a tour of the place? Because I've only seen the living room so far. So she does. And he basically, this is gets ready for bed. They both do. And he's like, okay, good night. And that's basically it. She feels like she's getting mixed signals from him. And I say, I, I don't know. Maybe he is really tired. Who knows? But I think this guy is just, she needs someone who's going to ground her. And I don't know if he's the one to do that for her. But that's the end of Christian and Cleo. And that's pretty much the end of the episode, except for coming up next week so next time on we see statler just landed but now she's in a hotel room i guess and she's she's having the runs and it's just like she said it might happen <laughs> next we see misha and Nikolai, and she tells him that they need to figure things out. And and I think we've seen in commercials since that she fully says, I'll leave you. I think that's a great idea. They um, So next, we see Ty Ray, and he's reached out to PI. And the PI, PI says that he got a hit on something. That kind of looks like it might be a porn site or maybe possibly a cam girl site. We'll see. Next, we see Gino has 
confronted Jazz about Dane Dam. We see Cleo and Christian are out, and it seems like he's really paying more attention to the women around around him than Cleo. Next, we see Riley and Violet are video calling Tiffany, and she's asking Violet all of these questions about the dating site. And I guess he thinks that this is going to help him get what he needs out of Violet. And I say, this never works out. Riley just never works out. Because she literally says, why is she asking me these questions? She feels, she looks very um, uncomfortable. But that is the end of the episode. If you liked what you heard, guys, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everyone in your life. Also, if you liked us, please make sure that you are following or subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. You can also rate and review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on any app that you, you know, any of your favorite apps. If there's one that you don't see us on, but prefer us to be on, please let me know. You can also find us on YouTube at Reality Tea Times 2 if you're an avid YouTube user. If you want to connect with us, you can connect with us on either Facebook or Instagram at Reality Tea Times 2. As well, you can email us at Reality Times 2 at hotmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is again, it's just a very beginner website where you can listen to all of the episodes or also get links to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages at realitytimes2.aludu.com. All of that information will be in our show notes. And again, that's it for now. Thank you guys. Bye.